It's so good to get to be with you guys. For those of you that I haven't seen for a little while, or maybe you're a first-time guest, my name's Todd. I'm one of the pastors here, and it's been a little while since I've got to be with our Norwalk uh, campus family. And I know that there's some here, even this morning, that it's your first time back in a very long time. And we just want to say welcome home. And uh, to anybody that's a guest, hey, welcome home. You are welcome here, and we're glad that you're here. We are launching into a brand new message series this weekend that we've entitled Undaunted. And uh, the word undaunted uh, literally means not intimidated or discouraged by difficulty, danger, or disappointment. Man, we could use some undauntedness in our lives right now, couldn't we? And some of the synonyms for this word include words like courageous or gritty or determined or daring. And what if our lives could be described by those words? What if, our, what if our faith could be described by those kind of adjectives? Well, over the next four weeks, we're going to look at four different characters from the Bible, men and women, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. And we're going to see how that kind of undaunted faith really is uh, possible. And the, the story that we get to look at this weekend, at first, it doesn't s seem all that exciting. It's about this evidently short guy named Zacchaeus who climbed a tree. <laughs> and yet what we're going to see is with every step up that tree, he was really living out an undaunted pursuit of God and an undaunting pursuit of a completely new life. And so that's what we want to look at. We're going to take uh, Zacchaeus's story really in, in three different acts as we kind of look at it today. So act one begins, and we might title, entitle it Zacchaeus the Tax Collector. It's found in Luke chapter 19, and so if you want to open a Bible or if you're following on your smartphone or if you want to just follow along, we'll put the verses on the screens for you as well. But the author, Luke, gives us a window into more about this person named Zacchaeus. It's Luke 19, beginning in verse 1. It says, And Jesus entered Jericho, and he made his way through the town, and there was a man there named Zacchaeus. This is where he shows up. Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector in that region, and he had become very rich. So, so far we know two things about Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector in the region, and he was very rich. He was wealthy, and nothing wrong with working hard, nothing wrong with earning great wealth, except for the fact that the way that Zacchaeus had become wealthy was by extorting money from the people in the town of Jericho. See, in that day, uh, when Rome came in and took over a city, they would find someone in the city that was from there that knew the people well and make them the tax collector. And then that tax collector would go around and collect taxes for the Roman government. And so Zacchaeus would go around and, you know, let's say he showed up at your doorstep and he said, hey, Zacchaeus here, just wanted to let you know your tax bill is due. In fact, it's overdue. And let's say you, you owe... Uh, to, I mean, you owe $300. And in reality, what was happening is the, the Roman government was requiring 200 but the Roman government had also given Zacchaeus the leeway 
to make his own profit, to make his own money on the deal. And so instead of saying 200, he'd say 300. And 200 then would go to Rome, and well, 100 would go right into Zacchaeus', po Zacchaeus pocket. That's how he was making a living. That's how he was getting rich. And we might say, well, God, what kind of guy would, I mean, turn his back on his own community? And, and I mean, certainly people in that community knew Zacchaeus, and some of them were probably family members. And here he betrays them, and he takes on this job with the Roman government, and he's extorting money. And if you didn't pay, Rome would send with him two guards now, later we find out that Zacchaeus was a, a wee little man. He was short. Maybe he wasn't very intimidating, but let me tell you, the two dudes that probably were with him, they were dressed in all the Roman guard gear, and you had to pay. Or else. Or else they'd beat you. Or lock you up. You think, what kind of guy would do that sort of thing? Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus would. See, Zacchaeus had, had traded love and integrity for wealth and status, and he had it. And yet as we look at the rest of the story, I don't think he was happy. I don't think he was satisfied with just wealth and status. And I know that because of what happens in Act 2 of this story. We're calling it Zacchaeus the Tree Climber. Remember, Jesus has come into town, into Jericho, and there's this man named Zacchaeus. And it says, as Jesus came into town in Luke 19.3, he tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. Now, everywhere that Jesus went, there were crowds of people. People flocked to him for his his words of life, his teaching, and for the miraculous deeds that he did amongst people. And word traveled, and so everybody was crowding around. It would have been like a massive parade of people coming into Jericho, and Zacchaeus is not collecting taxes, which says to me that he had his mind and heart on something else, and that something else was Jesus. It says he wanted to Get a look at Jesus. Zacchaeus had probably heard these stories about this Jesus figure. We don't know. Maybe he even had interactions with Jesus. But Zacchaeus wanted to get a glimpse of the Savior, but he was short. Now, typically, if you're in a crowd, you know, you're, whatever, you're watching a movie or at a concert, you don't mind short people being up in front of you. Why? Because, well, you can just see right over their heads, right? I love short people. My wife is 4'9". I like her. No problem with short people. It's interesting that the crowd, though, didn't let Zacchaeus in front of them when they would have still been able to see just fine. You know, I think, I think the thing that was keeping the crowd from letting Zacchaeus get close was not, was not his, his height. It was his lack of heart. He'd been the one that had ripped them off, that treated them poorly, that was taking their money and was getting rich off of it. And they were probably like, no, no, no. Don't let that guy up front. And yet Zacchaeus, he's undaunted in his pursuit of God. 
He longs to see Jesus. So the text says he ran ahead. He ran ahead of this entourage of people, probably almost like a parade, and he climbed a sycamore fig tree, and he was going to try to catch a glimpse of Jesus this way. He knew that Jesus was going to pass by this way, so he runs up ahead, knowing where Jesus is kind of headed, and climbs a tree. I'm thinking, this is a tax collector. I mean, he's in his three-piece suit and his fancy, I don't know what he was wearing, but, it, but I mean, he's climbing a tree, and I, I'm wondering what's going through Zacchaeus's mind at this point. Like, is he thinking, this is ridiculous, this is crazy, none of these people will let me near him. Gosh, who knows, it? what if he doesn't even come this way? I look ridiculous up here in a tree waiting for this Jesus character to come by, and yet he was determined. He dared to watch for Jesus. And that leads us to Act 3. And this is, this is the most powerful part of the story. We're calling it, calling it Zacchaeus and the transformation. So there Zacchaeus is, perched up in the tree as Jesus is coming down the way. And it says, when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and he called him by name. He said, Zacchaeus, quick, come down. I wonder what Zacchaeus was thinking at that moment. I mean, Jesus, this religious figure, this holy man of God, this wise teacher, he looks up at Zacchaeus in that tree and he calls him by name and he says, get down here quick. I'm, if I'm Zacchaeus, I'm, I'm thinking a myriad of things. I'm thinking, oh man, I didn't know this was really going to happen. Not only am I getting, a, getting to see him, now he's calling out my name. If I'm Zacchaeus, I'm thinking, what if I'm in trouble? I mean, what if he knows what I've been doing and he's a religious figure is he going to call me out in front of all these other people and say, hey, you've been a, been a terrible tax collector. You've been ripping people off. What was Jesus going to say? And yet, Zacchaeus is undaunted. He longs to see Jesus. Jesus says, Zacchaeus, quick, come down. And then he goes a step further. And this is where the story gets almost scandalous. He says, I must be a guest in your home today. Jesus didn't just call Zacchaeus by name and say, come down from that tree to say hello. Now Jesus is going a step further and says, Zacchaeus, I want to go to your house today. In other words, I, I want to come to your territory, Zacchaeus. Now the problem with that is, um, I mean, Zacchaeus, he probably had a great house. He had, I mean, it was probably luxurious. But how did, he, how did he have that really nice, luxurious home? On the backs of all the people of Jericho. And so you would think, Jesus being a good religious figure, I mean, he's not going to go visit somebody that treats people like that, that rips people off, that is just loaded because of his tax-collecting job. And yet... Jesus says, I want to go there. And look at Zacchaeus' response. This, again, says something about his heart. 
his purpose. He had climbed that tree, not just to like get a lookout or not, not just to, I mean, when I was little, I loved climbing trees, but it, it, it was never to like see something or someone. It was just to see who could climb the highest, right? But he was, he was tree climbing with a purpose. When I was in college, there was a kind of grassroots band of guys that went to our university and they called themselves the Tree Climbers Guild. Based upon Zacchaeus' story, the, the whole point was they were young guys that created music to try to point to Jesus and they wanted to be the people that were willing to do anything to just get another glimpse of Jesus. And that's Zacchaeus here. And it says when Jesus says, hey, I want to be a guest at your home today, it says Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and he took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Zacchaeus is like, holy smokes. Jesus, the Jesus, called my name. And he wants to come see me. He's filled with excitement. He's filled with joy. And, but yet, look at what everybody else, and they said. He says, but the best of a notorious. And they said, he's gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. You see, the people, they thought Jesus was a good, moral, upright person, a religious man. And here this good, moral, upright, religious man was doing something that no good, moral, upright, religious person would do. And that was go to the house of a sinner. Not just any sinner, a notorious sinner. Zacchaeus was known to be a scoundrel. He was known to rip people off and to be harsh. And now Jesus is going to his house, probably to have a meal. I love how Pastor J.D. Greer puts it. He says, in that day, to go to someone's house and to share a meal was a sign of very intimate fellowship. To eat with someone meant that you were accepting them, that you were committing yourself to a loving relationship with them. And this is why the people were upset. You know, they... They thought Jesus was religious. And, and religion would have said, you know, religion looking up in the tree to Zacchaeus, the tax collector, religion would have said, hey, Zacchaeus, you got to get your life together. Religion would have said, hey, Zacchaeus, uh, you've been ripping people off and you need to repent. And religion would have said, Hey, Zacchaeus, if you'll, if you'll get rid of some of the bad things in your life, and if you'll start replacing those with some good things, like, Zacchaeus, maybe you need to start uh, attending synagogue. And maybe you need to get into a small group. You know, Zacchaeus, you need to try your hand working in the nursery and serving people. And you know what, Zacchaeus, if, if you'll start doing all these things, then maybe I'll come to your house and pay you a special visit. That's what religion would have said. But that's not the story at all, is it? That's why this is so scandalous. Jesus looks at Zacchaeus, this deceitful guy, and says, Zacchaeus, I want to come to your house right here, right now. 
knew, knowing all that he knew about, G, about Zacchaeus. And he wanted to go anyway. Author Dominic Dunn says that grace is the experience of infinite belonging. And this was grace. The fact that Jesus would notice this wicked tax collector in the tree, the fact that Jesus will call him out by name and then to say, I want to go to your house. Jesus was saying, I want to come into your life. Right here, right now. That's grace. You know, it begins with belonging. For the first time, maybe, in Zacchaeus' life, when everybody else had cut him out of their life because of who he was and what he had done, Zacchaeus, for the first time, thought, maybe I do belong somewhere. And it's with Jesus. Nobody else loves me. Nobody else accepts me. Everybody hates me. But that guy. Jesus. And what happens when you have a sense of belonging to the creator of the universe is that you start to believe again. You start to believe and put your faith and your trust in the one that has welcomed you into belonging. And then you start to believe in yourself again because even when you don't have hopes for your life, you realize that Jesus sees something in your life worthy of paying attention to. And you move from belonging to believing, and eventually you start to become a new person. You become more and more like Jesus. And that's what we continue to see in Act 3. Remember, it's Zacchaeus and the transformation. Look at what it says. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus, he stood before the Lord, and he said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. You guys, this, was, this would have been a ridiculous amount of money, and yet Zacchaeus is blown away by God's grace, and he's broken over his own sin because God has loved him. Jesus has let him belong even as he is, and now he's dealing with the stuff of his life. And he begins to put faith and trust in Jesus. And it's starting to cause change. And Jesus says, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. That is a son of real living faith. That's what Abraham was known for. And he says, for the Son of Man, Jesus is speaking, and he's speaking about himself. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. And Zacchaeus was lost, but Jesus found him. Zacchaeus was in a tree, just looking. And Jesus saw him and said, come on down. I want to go to your house today. This is grace at its finest. 
And I love when Jesus says those words, salvation has come to this home today. I think salvation came to that home in two ways. Salvation came to Zacchaeus' home that day because Jesus came to Zacchaeus' home. And Jesus is salvation. Jesus is the Savior. That word salvation literally means to rescue somebody from certain destruction and to put them into a place of great safety. And Jesus came to Zacchaeus' house and saved him. Gave him a whole new life. Moved Zacchaeus from being a a stingy, proud, money-hungry man to a humble, grateful, giving servant. Jesus said, salvation has come to this home today because Jesus had come and because Zacchaeus had welcomed Jesus in. It changed everything. I don't know where you're at today. Maybe, maybe you're a person that feels like you're far from God, that feels like you don't belong. Maybe you're a person that you, you just thought Jesus was a good guy and he was religious and moral and a good teacher. And now you realize, no, Jesus is the Savior of the world and he broke the religious rules and he loved people radically and let them belong so that they would turn to him with belief. And so that then their lives would be changed. That they would become something. Something totally new. Or maybe you're here this weekend and you know Jesus. You remember when, when he called out your name, so to speak, and you put your faith and trust in Jesus but maybe you've drifted. And, and, and maybe you're not ripping people off as a tax collector, but you know your ways. And either of those people that you are, Jesus is calling out our names. He's saying, I just want you to, I just want to go to your house today. I love in the book of Revelation, Jesus says these words, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone would open the door, I will come in and eat with them. Jesus just wants to have dinner with you. For you to open up your life again today. Lord, thank you that you show this kind of incredible grace. It did lead to life change in Zacchaeus. You wouldn't have left him a greedy tax collector. But first, you showed him love so that he could belong, so that he could believe. And so ultimately, he could become. God, would you, wherever we're at in the journey, help us, help those here today to know they belong here and they belong to you, that you love them. And help us to believe again, to to put our whole trust and faith in you, Jesus. And would you continue the work 
of helping us become more and more like you, one step closer to God and each other through Christ. Amen. Hey, God bless you guys. Our greeting team will come, and they'll dismiss you row by row, and uh, we hope that you guys have a tremendous rest of your Sunday afternoon together.